0: Good morning everybody, good morning, I think I'm going to take this down, can I do that? Where can you me Okay, um, it seems I'm a bit congested here on the pulpit, the pulpit. Um, good morning, um, my name is Kubis van Dijk, I'm a, a member here with Josh Jen in Dam. my all extended families here as well today. Roselda's my wife. She waved at you, but you didn't you missed that. Danielle's my eldest, Rebecca, my youngest, two girls, and then my dad, Louis, Yvonne's my mom, scunpa my leader. As I say. Um, yeah, so that all represented for welcome iso. I'm going to speak in English mostly. Um, I'll reference some some Afrikaans as well. Just for for everybody to to try to follow, but um, we've got some folk that, that don't understand Afrikaans at all, so I'm rather going to stick to the English. Um, yeah, it's a it's a privilege to to share with you today just some of the the things that we've been going through as as individuals and as a, as a family, my wife and myself and those around us. Just how the Word of God has been, you're so so powerful in our lives, and as it says in, in Hebrews, the Word of God is living and powerful and able to cut like a sword between bone and marrow, between soul and spirit. So I trust that the Word, as it goes out today, will also cut into your, between your soul and your spirit so that which is fleshly, that which is worldly, can fall behind so that we can set our eyes on the prize and, and run the race to the hope that is set before us. So let's just pray before we start. Yes, Father God, we open our hearts, we open our, our minds, Lord, and we submit as as we did already in this whole service, Father, that you are our King. Holy Spirit, as your word enters us, Father, let it be good soil, Father, soil that is prepared, that is ready for the seed to to grow 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold, Father. Lord, I pray that the weeds, the distractions, the things that are around us will just be bound now in the name of Jesus, that we can receive the word and receive your love and your hope for us, Father. Father, and let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, Father. I do not want to say anything that is contrary to your spirit. By your grace, Lord, Amen. Yes, yeah, so I want to um, just in in preparation. What I sensed is uh, that I want to impart a message of hope, and of for some of us, it, for some of us, it might mean redirection or direction or getting some some purpose to our lives. But um, a word of hope and of of um, encouragement. But um, when I felt the word encouragement, it's too weak. It's more conviction, because I want us to, to leave this place this morning knowing that there is hope for us and knowing that our placement in this world is not accidental, but that, that, is, that there is purpose to our lives. So if we can go to Romans Romans 8, and um, I'll, I'll do the, the English, that's the New King James. We're just going to read the Afrikaans for Vertaling as well for, for Kenny, so that he can follow as well. <laughs> Thanks. Um, okay, let's let's go. Um, just some backtrack. Verse 16, verse 17, uh, Paul speaks to the Romans, and he's, he tells them that we are children of God, um, adopted. Okay, so we're children of God, but even more, we are heirs with God, i.e. we are the princes and princesses in his kingdom, if I can kind of try to make that in simple terms. And here he says, even though we are we've got this hope of being heirs with Christ for i consider that the suffering the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us for the earnest expectation of creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of god for the creation was subjected to futility not willingly but because of him who subjected it in hope. So God subjected us to futility, subjected creation creation in futility for a purpose, because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs, that is, birth pain, together until now, not only that, but we also, not only creation, but we also, having the first fruit of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, eagerly waiting for this adoption, for the adoption, for the redemption of our body. For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? And then verse 25 but if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. And in Africans, we can just uh, do that as well, want ek reken dat die leiding van die teenwoordige tyd nie opweegt in die heerlikheid wat aan ons openbaar sal word nie. Want die skepping wacht, wacht hiervoor, met reikhalsende verlange, wow. ja, op die openbaarmaking van die kinders van God. Want die skepping is aan die nietigheid, onderworpe, en onder die in nietigheid, futility, tydelikheid, nie gewillig niet maar ter wille van hom wat het onderwerp het, in die hoop, dat ook die skeping selfvrygemaak sal word van die slavernij, van die vergankelijkheid, verganklikheid, door die vrijheid van die eerlijkheid van die kinders van God, want ons weet dat die hele skeping te same sug, en te same in barens nood is, tot nou toe, is recht so, Amen, yeah, so um, so I want to kick off with this the picture that Paul paints here to the Romans, where he says that creation is subjected to futility. And just to go into that word futility a bit, so we saw the Afrikaans now, verganglichkeit, what does that mean, Ferhan. It's something that, is, that, is, that, that perishes, something that over time it degrades. So we are in this creation, and we know that in creation there's death, there's degradation, something dies, it rots, goes away, there's brokenness, because when, even after God in Genesis 1, He said, it is good, what I've created is good, that's Genesis um, 1 verse 31, if you want to jot that down, even creation was subjected to sin, and the effects of sin entered the world because of the sin of man, so because of our brokenness sin had a way to enter the world and all this degradation started so that's kind of where the picture starts so god created everything perfectly and then we came and we chose our own way and not the way of god and through that brokenness sin defilement even the the word is translated futility translates as uselessness so we all the things we think are so important is actually useless and as Melania also said earlier, let our minds be on Christ, on the, on the eternal things, on eternal life. Because we keep ourselves so busy with, with the small um, temporary things, whereas there's a pill of greater price. There's a, there's a pill that we would sell everything else for, to just have that price, if we only see it. And that's what I want to speak to us about this morning, that hope, and what to do while we are here. Right, so we live in this broken world. We are here. We can't kind of escape it. God placed us here, left us here, and even after we have a salvation moment where our hearts are born again, even though we then our spirits are new, are made um, new within in Christ, we are still here, and we are being sanctified by being in this brokenness. And even throughout this year, we had various words on suffering and the. And humility and how how it is actually by being here in this brokenness that we can be made holy that we can be sanctified, otherwise God would just take us to him, and we would be we would be fine, so the suffering in this world is also a mechanism for God to to, to work on us to make us holy, like in marriage you you think um you're going to marriage quite naively, it's going to be all uh, happiness, but then as soon as your that honeymoon phase is over, then you know the, the the friction starts and it and it works you and and that's a gift from the Lord that you get holy and holy and sanctified in that way. So we are part of creation, subjected to this futility, this vrchansklichkeit. So here we are in the world, but we saved. So we're not of the world. So. Here we are, just just waiting. Or what are we doing? And Romans eight verse twenty two describes that waiting process a bit. If we can just go to the twenty two again. If we know that the whole cre- that the whole creation groans with labors with and labors with birth pangs together until now, and even we ourselves verse twenty three even we ourselves groan within ourselves. And um, I just like to. To ask Kenny quickly, put you on the spot, to groan for us so that we can we can hear. <laughs> He's got a deep voice, and I'm so glad Louise's right behind him because I think his voice is even deeper. <laughs> I heard when you prayed earlier. Yeah. Groan for us. Like, <laughs> 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 uh. Okay, you know that sound, you know that sound, like my wife knows that sound because I get migraines sometimes, unfortunately, unfortunately, and I close all the windows, I lie in a dark room, and I groan, I tell you, I'm like, oh, I just wait for this thing to pass, please, please, can it just pass? So there's this sense of frustration, of anticipation that things will get better, of hope, um, Yeah, even another example I just want to give is a bride or, let's say, an engaged woman. Yeah, how would you say that? Engaged woman. When she is betrothed, i.e. she's got the ring, but now there's this period of waiting to get married. So looking forward to that unification with her her husband in that uh, perfect picture of, of, you know, man and woman. But in that in that time, my wife always says it's it's such a weird phase that we're in because you the only purpose of it is passing the only purpose of it is like kind of waiting that it passes, so it's kind of a, a time of frustration, but there's there's also beauty in that because in that time the bride prepares herself, and that picture we're going to look at a bit later, yeah, so there's this sense of of frustration that the bride is in when she waits on. On the unification with her husband. So so we see this picture that that Paul paints and I think all of us know it. We are in this broken world and we we know that brokenness. We see it around us, we see a broken world, we see that our creation just is falling apart sometimes, we see ourselves, our hearts broken, we know how Hurt we are sometimes. So we are not in a perfect place. We are in a broken place. And that is because sin entered the world through Adam. But then, one silent night, Christ was born. Emmanuel, God with us. So God, in His eternity, created time for this little moment and he said, I want to show my love to the people that are subjected to futility. I want to show them my love. I want to show them my power. And Christ came, and all of creation, it seems, in, as we read in Scripture, was also very excited about this moment. Because, for example, I'll just read some references. The, the angel Gabriel, when he brought the news to the Virgin Mary that she would conceive and bring forth a son, he will be great And He will be called the Son of the Highest, and to His kingdom there will be no end. So heaven entered the temporary, and a special star was shining above Bethlehem. Yeah, Yeah, the stars aligned, as they say. And a multitude of angels broke through heaven and sang glory to the highest to the shepherds. How did you say that? So there was this moment where creation must have gone like, yes, 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 here it is. We've been waiting for this moment. The sons of God revealed, and now everything's going to be perfect. And God showed through Jesus His love to a broken world by sending His Son so that whoever believes may not perish, as it says in in John 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that He, He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. So whoever believes in him should not perish, but gain a hope. Should not stay in this predicament, this futility. My wife says, I I must watch my pronouncement because it sounds like fertility. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's futility. Let's keep it Afrikaans. <laughs> um, yo, I lost my thought now. That we so we we are, even though we're in this futility, we have a hope. Okay, through through Christ who came, and um, gave us the promise of everlasting life. So for thirty odd years, this baby, this boy, this man, Jesus walked the earth, showing showing the world great things, doing wonders, healing the blind, um, healing. Uh, you know raising a dead man from uh, a dead man from the dead how do you say that raising Lazarus from the dead and he showed us the love of god in a broken world as kenny also also uh, preached last week about the compassion of christ our christ when he when he entered jerusalem he saw the brokenness he saw and he said it's like sheep without a shepherd so that's the sense that he got. We like lost. People are lost. They need a ship. They need somebody to go ahead of them so that they can, so that they can follow. And God showed us through through Christ coming to earth. He showed us also the power of God, as uh, in Isaiah sixty one, it says, um, "The spirit of the sovereign Lord was upon him," and there was a prophecy for Christ. The spirit of the sovereign Lord was upon him to bring. Because he has anointed him to bring good tidings to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, to comfort those who mourn, to bring them joy for mourning, and praise for a spirit of heaviness. And that was the good news of the gospel. That's the good news that Christ brings to earth through showing us the way. Yes, and I, I felt just in preparation, I just want to pause here for a bit because I, I felt that um, I just want us to, to just kind of not focus on, on what I've got to bring, but just to, to maybe close our eyes and just um, just get quiet in our hearts um, because I, I felt that there are, that all of us are in this predicament. All of us are in this verganglichkeit. And for some of us, that means that we really got hurt. We maybe have been um, living a life where we're in fear the whole time, or, or we've been hurt by, by church, or we've been following the, the ways of man and not the ways of God. There are things where even, um, even our, our stubborn hearts or our pride in our hearts have made us, has made families break down. Has made brought a disconnect between us and our children, and those things hurt. And I, I just want to, to just take a moment for us to just bring that. Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna pray quickly that the Holy Spirit would just shine the light on specific things for specific people, and then yeah, we're gonna continue from there. But yeah, the Spirit of 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 God, we ask that you. That your light would shine on for specific people on specific things where we've been hurt, Lord, that you want to heal and where you want to free us from those those sins and those brokenness in order for us to run the race. In order for us to to have this hope. Yeah. I'm just gonna give a, a few a few moments for that. Yes. Okay. And then, so just continuing, you can open your eyes now. So just continuing, um, so we all are in this brokenness, and maybe for some of you, you've had specific things now come up in your heart where, where you've been hurt and things that that are not sorted out. And then um, Jesus came, and and the disciples were all excited because those broken things we could give to Him, and He could He could free us and even the, the words of the disciples, where else shall we go? You are the way of the truth, the, the, the way, the truth, and the life. You have the words to eternal life. And, um, but then, all of a sudden, Jesus died, He rose again, and He left. So that must have been quite a moment for the, for the disciples. And in preparation, I was uh, reminded of a moment that I had as a 17-year-old young man. I, was, I just gave my heart to, to Christ just before that. I was in a punk rock band and we were very excited about the music we could make for, for Jesus. And we had a gig coming up in, in Stellenbosch. And we were rehearsing for months and it was the, the Saturday morning before the gig. We were very excited because we were going to Stellenbosch from Cape Town. We were staying, I was staying for the night in Uraniazucht up in the high, upper parts of Cape Town. And we were all ready to to get to the gig. We ran down to the train station to catch the train. And I remember we got our tickets. And as we arrived on the, platform, on the platform of the train, um, the train started moving. And so I was in my in my slops and running after this train. And I lost my one slob and. We, we got there kind of just as the train started moving. So picture this. I'm handing my guitar to my friend Mario. He's in the train. And the guitar was there, but there wasn't time. I couldn't get on, me or my two friends. So we stuck on the platform, on the peron, And we thinking like, there the train goes. What are we going to do now? And I feel that the disciples must have felt the same way. They're like, Jesus... All our brokenness, you've come and healed, you've shown us the way, you've shown us the truth and the life, but now you're leaving. And they were probably dead scared when they were in the upper room, waiting, because Jesus told them to wait in the upper room and, and the helper will come. What is the helper? What does that mean? Um, so Jesus left, and there they were, again subject to this futility, to this predicament. Jesus said in John 16, verse 7, I have to go away. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. And this is where the hope starts coming in. Jesus saying, I have to go away. If I stay here, I'm only one man. But you, through the Spirit, can go throughout the world and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, convicting of sin, righteousness, and judgment. So that is the hope that we have. The Father's plan was never to just take us away with Him in this time. This this age of grace that we are in, His plan was always to for us as His children to be the shining light to the world, to be the city on the hill, and that's why He gave us the Spirit. That's where He left us here. And sometimes we we are in this world and we are so troubled and like in a in a. The picture I sort of got was that we sort of in a pool of mud and we can't move, we can't get away. It's like wading through thick um, grass, or you know, you can't move fast like you want to because we bogged down by the thistles and the weeds of this world. Whereas, as we prayed earlier, God wants us to multiply, you know, to make disciples. he wants the seed in our hearts to grow thirtyfold, fold 60 fold 100 fold and that's kind of where i want to leave us this morning with that hope that god has for us and for us as a family that it's been it's been quite a journey in laying down things laying down securities laying down a a, a job of um, you know i had shares i was a director all kinds of of things keeping me extremely busy but God called us out of that because we want to follow after Him. We want to be dependent on Him. We want to run the race for Him and not for the CEO or for the insurance company. You know, all the, thing, all the things that we that we um, uh, the walls kind of of securities that we build around us. Because we are in this world to give the world hope. Christ left us here to give the world hope. We are those agents. Without us, if we don't spread the word, that the word to the world, who will who will be able? Right, so so specifically, and I'm closing off with this half past 10. Brandy botel, wat in die is. Is nog okay. It's not five minutes. Yeah. I <laughs> yes. Go slide, yeah. Yes, I just want to. I just want to uh, finish off with. There are just two things that I that I felt. So so yes. Um, let's go to Hebrews 12, and then we're just going to chat about this a bit. Right the same translation yeah therefore we also since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us looking unto jesus the author and finisher of our faith for the joy who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. Remember, he was also in this, in this verganglichkeit. and has sat down at the right hand of God. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. So Jesus is the one that we look to and understanding what he went through for us let us take heart as well. As the disciples said, O oh Lord, that we may suffer as you did, that we, that we may share in your glory. So suffering is not always a bad thing. So the first, first part there, Hebrews 12 verse was one, I, I think, sorry, just put it up there again. The sin which so easily ensnares us and the weight. Mm-hmm. I used to be, I'm saying used to be because it's been a while since I ran, an endurance runner. I used to run 55 kilometers round the mountain, back here, in uh, only a few hours. And I was very fit, and I'll tell you, when you're an endurance runner, or I did rock climbing as well, when you rock climb, you make sure you don't carry with additional weight. When you pack your little backpack, my dad is a hiker as well, he makes sure that that jacket of his is 200 grams and not 300, and that the but you don't take, um, for example, milk. You take milk powder, and you, and you get the water. You see, see what I'm getting at? So we make sure, as endear- when we when we run with endurance, that we don't carry with all the weight of the world. And that's why I wanted us to just become quiet a little bit earlier, because if there are things in our hearts bogging us down, then we cannot run this race with endurance, then we cannot run, run this race as God wants us to run it. Then we cannot share the gospel of Christ with the world because th- that's what God asks us to do. Go, therefore, make disciples, baptize them, teach them to observe all things I've commanded you. And in this year, we've, we've kind of woken up to that, the fact that we are spending so much time paying off debt, spending so much time building our house, our little kingdoms around us, Whereas there's a calling, there's an eternal calling on each one of our, li- our lives, an eternal calling where there are actually people, souls in jeopardy. And if we are not stepping in, who will? You've only got one neighbor. I mean, maybe you've got a neighbor and he's got five neighbors, but of those five neighbors, who is close to that person? You know, often we think, no, somebody else will sort sort that out. Somebody else will share the... The good news, or go to pray with them, or bring them a meal when they're going through a hard time, or whatever. We are positioned. We are those neighbors. We are those community members. Yeah. So, so I think I think we're gonna we're gonna close with that. So I want us to, yeah, you know, maybe just to close our eyes. I'm just going to pray for us that, you know, for each one of us that, Father, that you would just give us that hope again, Father. Lord, that the things that are bogging us down, they are temporary. That is verganglich. They perish with time. They are not eternal. Father, let us set our hearts on things above where Christ is. And I just want to read, while our eyes are closed, Colossians 2, verse, verse 6, I think it is. As you, therefore, have received Christ, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught. His Father and... The things in our hearts, Lord, that are, that are not of you, Father, the things that are bogging us down, that are slowing us down and keeping us from running this race and having this sense and this purpose in this present time, in this temporary vergangelijke tijd. Lord, we, we repent of those. Jan, maybe in your heart, if if there's something in your heart that you want to, want to want to lay down, that you feel that God is shining the light on now, something that you need to lay down in order to run the race full on for Christ. Yeah, maybe if you just I'm gonna keep my eyes closed. Everybody else's eyes are closed. If you just want to raise your hand, just acknowledgement to God that you you want you want to mean serious business with Him that you want to run the race fully, then just, just just raise your hand and you can put it on again immediately. It's just between you and God. Yes, and just while our eyes are closed, just something I felt as well in In preparation is that it helps so much for us while we're running this race if we if we kind of understand what our role is as as individuals, and often we like what you know what is the word for me and you know what is my specific placement on earth, but the word is clear, and I want to encourage you guys to to really step into the Word of God to read to study the Word of God because it's all there. When I started looking, just in preparing the sermon, when I started looking at, searching for scriptures, what are the promises of God, they are literally all over. It's like, go therefore and make disciples. Teach them to observe all things I've commanded, that you, commanded you. Love one another as I've loved you. Greater love is no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy acceptable to God. Romans twelve so it's it's all over the place, so I want to encourage you guys to to get into the word, to study the word, to make that your first priority, to know what God's will for you is for that day and and for this life yeah, yeah let's just let's just stay in this in this posture.
1: The world runs a race where there's no end, there's no hope, there's no expectation. It's a race that is run in circles. It's a race that is just run from day to day. It's a race that, that bogs you down. It's a race that, that puts so much on us. That there's no freedom, there's no light for them. And then Jesus Christ came, born into this world. And through his lifetime of thirty-three years, walking the walking this earth, we can look back in history. To see how he walked this earth. To see how, how he connected with the Father. Because he was a man like us. But he was connected to a Father. And he did nothing that he didn't see or hear the Father say. And history was written for us so that we can look back at it and understand what He has done for us on that cross as He gave His life to a world that is groaning, to a people that is groaning, to a people that had no expectation, a people that had no life. And He has come and set us free. And it's on a day like this that He takes us into a moment of where we can look back into history. It's a day like this that the world is captured, but that God glorifies himself. You see, the world tries and keeps us busy with fighting is this day the right day of his birth. Some people won't go to church because it's Christmas day it's not in the word. But they forget that this is a day that we can glorify Him to the world. If we take all these things that box us down and give it to Him and glorify Him through it. You see, in 1815, the world was in war. two enemies were facing each other, lying one in this trench and the other one in that trench. And on the morning of 25th December, 1815, 1915, sorry, I'm far, 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 okay. I'm going back to the crucifixion, something, 1915, And suddenly, out of one of these trenches, a little voice started singing. Whistling. And for that day, not one shot was fired. People stood out of those trenches, greeting one another, and this is what we are called for on a day like this, is to glorify our Father to the world. So as we go to our homes as we go out go and sit with Him. Go thank Him that we have a day like today to glorify Him. That we have a day like today to know who He is. Thank Him that He was born onto this earth so that we would live free. Thank Him that we still got time. Thank Him that we're in a family. Thank Him for your family. And don't let this day just pass us by.
2: The King of my heart, be the mountain where I run, the fountain I drink from, no he is my soul, Let the King of my heart be the saddle where I the ransom for my life, always oh, my song cause you are good, good. oh.
3: I just felt this uh, reminder that Christmas is really a time of, of joy and sorrow combined in a way. We, we almost feel this, um, this groaning that Kobus talked about even stronger. Um, and I saw this picture of uh, after a rainstorm how everything is brighter and clearer and um, the, the sky is bluer and there's new flowers coming up and, and everything is, is greener. And it's almost like, like God was saying that, that sorrow intensifies our joy. Um, and I, I read this verse that says, John 16, verse 20. Very truly I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. And I just felt reminded that, that our, our grief will end. Um, this, is not, this is not the end. We, uh, our grief is not forever. Um, joy, joy, is, joy has the final word.
1: On that night he was born On that silent night Let's joyfully sing it <laughs> In silent
2: night Oh i thing um, like Tom explained about the war that was stopped on that Christmas day for us, go home and go make peace with your families because sometimes things get edgy, and everyone wants his way of doing things, so just go home practically today and go and make peace Yes, Father, thank you for who you are. Thank you that we can follow you. And thank you that you are our hope and our peace. Amen. Coffee and tea at the back.